Happy anniversary, Jackson. Happy anniversary, Ian. We have a ton of special surprises for all you haters out there. So get ready. Holy shit, let's rock. And welcome, everyone, to the anniversary show of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm Jackson. Jackson, can you believe it? 19 years. 19 years on the air. Crazy, right? 19 years. Did you ever think that Ian Hates Music would last that long and be the pinnacle of the scene? Are you, like, going to the future, Ian? Are you... (laughs) Are you foreshadowing a future anniversary episode? Are you ruining the bit, Jackson? Is that what you are? <laughs> oh, so- <laughs> I guess so. Okay, that's fine. Yes, it is our one-year anniversary. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yes. There's been co-host changes. There's been band changes. There's been a ton of stuff. But I think the show just continues to get better. And we have some surprises coming up tonight. I don't want to ruin them. You know, Austin Carlisle is not going to be on the show tonight or anything, so don't get your hopes up. But we do have a great show. All the news is back, right, Jackson? We're finally going to have a juicy one this episode. Yeah, all of a sudden. We missed it. All of a sudden, they were just like, okay, why don't we have every single person leave a band and then every single new song and everything else that we can think of, just so Ian Hates Music on their anniversary show can do a super long show. Yep. Wouldn't have it any other way. It's going to be badass. Sounds good, man. All right. I think it's time to start. All right, Jackson. Turns out the Old Wounds drummer is now going to be their lead vocalist. So Brandon is moving from behind the drums to take over for Kevin, who is now going to focus on being a barber. Hmm. So now who does drums? They got someone new. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't read into it that much then, I guess. Um, man, that's crazy. I've just never heard switch. that. Yeah, I've never heard that <laughs> excuse for why you're leaving a band. But yeah, it seems like everything's okay. Like, you can read into statements as much as you want. So you can kind of take whatever and, and be like, oh, no, I think this, I think that. But one thing I did notice from his, you know, goodbye is that, it was very sudden. Like, I didn't even see it on the news before. Like, this happened, I guess, in December, and we completely missed it. Because I like Old Wounds, but I didn't even see this. So Kevin decided to leave and then goes, there will be no last show. He's just like, I'm not touring in December. I'm not touring in January. I'm done. Man, it's stuff like that that kind of makes you want to think into it. Like, that's something... You know, like a certain situation happened that made him want to just stop immediately. Because usually when it's like a clean break off, they usually like, you know, give in like their two weeks notice sort of speak kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or they pushed him out or they wanted True. Brandon back because I guess Brandon used to do the lead vocals in the beginning of the band. Right. So maybe that's the direction they wanted to go in. So they kind of pushed him out. This is all alleged. I don't know. I haven't seen anything <laughs> else. But it's our favorite word. Yeah. Alleg- <laughs> alleged. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I I would look forward to hearing how they do it because they have been teasing new music and mm-hmm. the new stuff's supposed to come out this year. 
and they're doing that headlining tour. They're, I think their first headlining tour, I think, is what we mentioned before. So it'll be interesting to try and start off with a new drummer, change your drummer to the vocalist and change your, you know, whatever. So it's going to be a little bit different for sure. Yeah, those are two weird transitions. You got a singer turning into a barber and a drummer turning into a singer, if you want to look at it in an outline form. It's like the Pharaoh's curse of magic. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. It'll just be interesting. I'm looking forward to their new music, so. Oh, yeah, same here. It'll be it'll be really cool to hear the drummer being the singer. Metal Promotions Company Pure Deathcore has gone dark after its owner was accused of defrauding customers. So... Basically, what was going on is this one of those like accounts that they have like, you know, like a Facebook with a ton of followers. And then if a band is trying to get on the rise, they will pay that certain page 50 to 200 dollars for them to promote them. And apparently from recent studies have shown (laughs) that (laughs) the person in charge of the whole metal promotions company, Pure Deathcore, was using the money not really for promotional causes, but really for alleged drug abuse and things of that nature well done sir absolutely thank you you. (laughs) and by the way we have a note from ty where ty just had to throw (laughs) in that he knew (laughs) that they were shit before (laughs) and now he's laughing thank you ty thank you no it just sucks man bands have to deal with so much already so yeah add in starting up yeah so add in this and it's just like maybe that doesn't seem like a whole lot of money to you but especially if you're in a band it really is. And promotion is a pain in the ass because I can certainly tell you for Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies and all the other stuff, promotion's a real, real time consumer. And it sucks because who wants to market stuff? You know what I mean? Like no one wants to do the ads for what you're doing. You just want to do it. Right. So it just sucks that bands get taken advantage of just like that, you know? Yep. Especially, you know, the young up and coming bands that you know, they probably don't even hear about things like this. You know, this is one of those trial by fire things where they learn the hard way. And, you know, it really does suck when you're on the rise or you want to be on the rise and you're trying to do so many great things for your band and, you know, make a statement to your family or anybody who doesn't support what you're doing. You know, shit like this happens and it just makes the situation much harder for someone coming up. I totally agree. So, yeah, for any new artists or anyone who didn't know about the story, If Pure Death Corps is looking for some money to promote, I'd probably recommend not doing it. Just my opinion. Yeah, that's a a no-no. So next up, I was pretty excited about this. Same. Yeah. Ghost Key has signed with In Vogue Records, and they have their new track, Indecision, out right now. Their new album, If I Don't Make It, comes out on February 17th. I got to tell you, man, I really like this track a lot. Yeah, same here. I... I first saw Ghost Key live at South by So What mm-hmm. uh, just this year, or well, last year in 2016 in the March version. And they were a show that I couldn't forget because I've never heard of them in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking by and I saw that they had a really big crowd presence, which is really weird. <laughs> but what it was is they came on right after a silent planet ah okay and which who they're touring with now ironically yep mm-hmm. and ghost and you know everyone was praising ghost key very much they were they're really they're very hardcore but at the same time they're very sentimental like yeah. they put a lot of emotion into what they do and they make really really good music everyone needs to check it out yeah i'd say melodic very much right yeah well why don't we listen to a little bit of it let's do it here's indecision I can't get this right now. 
Yeah, go pre-order that now. <laughs> go do that. And if you want to hear any of their other stuff, they released an EP in 2015 called The Things I Am Not. That is actually the only music they have out, I believe, at least for purchase, by the way, like on iTunes and Spotify and stuff. So definitely everyone check out that four-song EP. By the way, you're incorrect. There is another EP that came out in 2014. Oh, well, there you go. Well, good. But I'm going to show my ignorance here because I don't know how to say what the name of it is. Because oh, it's gosh. M-M-X-I-I-I-M-M-X-I-V. So I think it's, I forget what the M's are. Thousands or something, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna see uh, it. have no idea. Yeah, so I feel stupid now. But I did that for you, Jackson, just to show that there was other music. Well, thank you very much. No problem, man. So That's weird. They don't have it on iTunes. Well. Assholes. Not them. iTunes. <laughs> We're not taking it. <laughs> well, anyways. In Vogue Records, Ghost Key, new album, If I Don't Make It, comes out February 17th. We will absolutely be talking about that album when it comes out. Yes, sir. It's going to be my choice Valentine's Day record. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. We have to decide what we're doing for our Valentine's Day show, Jackson. I don't like Valentine's Day. I don't think any... As most single men. Yeah, I know. I don't think anyone does. We can do some EPs or albums that we love so far into the year. We did that last year. <laughs> I did a whole... Are you play- serious? Well, I did a whole playlist that you can still find on Spotify with all the anti-love songs you can possibly have. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So imagine... Or anti-everything. Yeah, imagine the stuff that's in there. But anyway, we have another announcement for another band that joined a great label. Charlatan has signed with Revival Recordings. They have their new track, Bone Dance, out right now. But if I'm not mistaken, I didn't see anything saying that they had a new album out or coming out. So I think we still have to wait a little bit for that announcement. But for right now, they have the new track, Bone Dance. You want to take a listen? Do it. So I did not think that I was going to like them initially because I had never heard of it before. And I was like, oh, let me check this out. I'm not too sure. That is a catchy fucking song, man. That's exactly <laughs> that what I was about to say. I song. did not think I was going to like it, but it is so catchy. So, I love the intro, too. Yeah. It's that like jazzy southern post-hardcore. It's like bouncy and yeah. everything. It's so catchy. And his, it actually reminded me a little bit of the track from The Incubus. 
You know what's one I'm talking about? Oh, the beginning one? Yeah. It's got that that really cool intro feel to it. This track has that, but then also a really unique voice too, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, those vocals are a lot different. And it's like on the tip of my tongue of someone that you can hear influences in, but I mm-hmm. can't pick it out completely. That's exactly what I was contemplating when I first heard it. I was like, who the fuck is that? Not like as in the band, but like who does he sound like? Because it sounds so familiar. And by the way, you ha- or I'm sure you saw it, but everyone has to see the music video. Yeah. I love the music video. <laughs> it is really and at first I was like, because this was before I even heard the song. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time I ever heard or listened or watched Charlatan was this music video. So at the beginning, I was like, I already know I'm going to hate this. Because it starts off so stupid. Yes. But I, it's so stupid, I love it. It's one of yep. those things. And this is a really cool pickup, I think, for Revival. Because once again, they're yep. really spreading their wings and picking up a lot of different genres that are going to work for them. So I'm very happy about that. And just so everyone knows, too, Bone Dance is not the only track they have. They have other singles as well. And I listen to those, and I love it, too. So this is just one of those things where I've got a new great band that I get to follow, so I'm very happy about that. Revival's killing it. Yep, and Charlatan, as we mentioned, I think for the first time last week or the week before, they're out with Alisana doing the West Coast tour. So mm. everyone's going to get to see them and get a taste maybe for the first time, which is pretty cool. Very nice, very nice. All right, we're going to talk about another major band losing a person, but then there being like a little rift, it seems... So we actually didn't talk about this when things first started to happen because I wasn't sure if it was just like a publicity stunt or something. I didn't know what they were really going for. But Jackson, I know you have a lot to say about this, and I have some questions for you too. Maybe you'll be able to answer, maybe not. So why don't you take this one away? Okay, so David Escamilla from Crown the Empire. See, at first I read Crown the Empire statement, and the way it seems is if they just parted ways kind of as in Crown the Empire pushing him out. But it is actually the complete opposite. They've actually left the band. And he's been contemplating whether to leave the band or not for actually a long time now. And in his statement, he even put how since he joined the band, they never really had control as to the lyrics and the songs they wrote. Well, here, I'm going to say one thing is I think it's a combination. I think he's saving face a little bit by saying that he wanted to leave. Like, I'm sure he wanted to leave. That's sorry. I probably said that incorrectly. I think that he wanted to leave, but I think Mm -hmm. also he wasn't going to without a shove from them. Yeah, no, I agree. You see what I mean? So I think his heart might not have been in it, but I think he would have stuck around. But I think they were like after, and this is one question I have for you before I read some of the statement. Do you know what incident he's talking about? I don't. Okay. And the only thing I can think of and I can see this frustrating me also, is it's different when you have someone writing your music, but imagine someone also dictating the way you should dress on stage and stuff. Because you notice how they had this complete new way of dressing and everything, like this like old tacky Yeah, for the retrograde kind thing. Of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and it is confirmed that that was not their idea. That was, I, I forgot the well, guy's name. Let me, let me read part of his statement then first, because I think okay. that was interesting. So this is a snippet. You can go look it up for yourself. There's a, it's a long one, but I thought this was kind of interesting here. So he's talking about his drug and alcohol use 
you know, saying that he was kind of abusing it a little bit and he understood and he was doing some stupid stuff. I think that's more what that incident in Japan was, though I can find mm-hmm. nothing about it. I was looking, couldn't find anything about it. But so he goes, I stopped every substance I abused and focused on my health and well-being. At this period of time went on, I realized my lack of fulfillment with my role in CTE. The members of the band are talented individuals, but we had extremely little creative input. There were days from the studio during the retrograde process that we weren't welcome in the studio to contribute to writing. When this happened, I felt like something was wrong. I understand when people have no experience writing songs, but I believe wholeheartedly in the journey to understand your, your creative contribution. I wanted to sit in there and suck until I figured out how to get better. And I believe that's how you get good at anything. It takes dedication and love to a craft. When you pay people to do that with your music, you have to act like you believe in it. It defeats the purpose of being a musician to begin with, to me. So when we toured with Retrograde, I felt like I was being robbed of the opportunity to put love into my craft. I was being paid to do a job, and that's not why I picked up a guitar and microphone when I was 12 years old. I think that's interesting. The only reason why I wanted to read it verbatim was because I don't know if I've ever heard anyone talk like that about a nope. major band, right? Right. This this is big. And it also definitely explains why he didn't take part in the retrograde tour that they just had the with uh, with New Year's Day and Bless the Fall and all them and Too Close to Touch. Right. And they never said why Dave isn't there. They just <laughs> it right. just wasn't there. Right. And you know, this makes perfect sense. He didn't want to take part in the retrograde tour because he does not feel like retrograde is him or them in any way. Yeah, he even goes on to say, and actually this I think was in the beginning of his note, he said, I was very undeserving of, this is when he was talking about fans and people standing by him. He goes, I realized this by the time we did the Rise Records tour in Japan, especially after a specific incident on that tour, because shortly after I became aware that Hawaii would be my last show with CTE. As disappointed as I was, I came to terms with it, understanding that it was mainly my fault. What was even more disappointing and heartbreaking was that I never got closure with my brother. So what he's saying is he never even got to talk to them. He only talked to the manager. It's in his whole thing that he only talked to the manager. They never say anything. So it seems like he was barely a part of the band at all. Right. And that's weird because remember when we talked Warp Tour, the very first show you were on, I was talking about how good they were live and how Dave was doing clean vocals and unclean vocals and playing rhythm guitar he's incredible he's a really talented musician and it really is a shame to see him go yeah he was doing so much so it's just weird because i also obviously i went ahead and i and i got a little bit about what the band said about him leaving as well because they said some really weird things too did you see that yeah it's totally nothing on par with his statement at all it's it's almost like you have to pick a side here and yeah. they both tried to make it as like official and you know not try and sound like an ass to the other as possible but the two statements don't match up this is two totally different situations and they crown the empire released their statement after, after. david's because right. you know when he said the whole thing of that they didn't write the music they're <laughs> right. like oh fuck we better we better address this real quick before mm-hmm. it, you know it gets out of hand and see cuz you know the fans as soon as they read that they're like wow just imagine a band that you're in love with and knowing the whole time that they weren't writing the lyrics and that nothing was really 
them. Yeah. And that really sucks. And that totally, to me at least, discredits especially their last album. So I thought this was hitting right off the bat. The guys in Crown the Empire say this. We've never heard or seen Dave make anything artistically or musically in the four years he was in our band. So that we're just, I know, right? So we're just as excited to see what he does make as you are. We've had enough time to lick our wounds and can truly say we wish him the best, but we don't want any of our fans to think that he was the heart of what made Crown, Crown. I don't think you'll see him say anything different. Yes, the quote-unquote members, as you know it, of Crown the Empire were not the primary songwriters, but to us, our best friend Brendan has basically always been in our band and wrote with us from the very first song. But right there, they're telling us that Dave did nothing artistically in their band for four years. After he literally had the heaviest load of work to do in that band. Which is also basically calling him, really what he called himself as well, was a paid hired hand. Which doesn't look good in a band to be calling someone who did so much work in the band a hired hand. But then also, sure, they can say that they have a friend named Brendan who writes their music, and that's great. But he's not touring with you. He's not, not yeah, he's not announced. There aren't pictures. Like, I could completely understand if there were always pictures of their band with Brendan in it, but he just didn't tour because he can't. There are other bands that do that. There are bands right. that people just can't tour, whether it's health issues or whatever, but they make the music. That's fine. Why isn't that the case here? It's because it's not the case. <laughs> this is, I mean, <laughs> allegedly. They can put it, allegedly. They can, yeah, allegedly. They can put it however they want it. Anybody with common sense knows exactly what's going on here. And of course, they made friends with their ghost writer. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not going to hate the guy who writes your fucking career for you. But I got to tell you, man, it was just like you were saying. When I read that, I was very, very disappointed because, look, I right. normally think that we're really close in the scene that we know most of this stuff. I did not know that Crown the Empire wasn't writing their own music. Exactly. And that right there, see, I'll tell you what, if I knew from the get-go that they weren't writing their music I because listen. they said it, yeah. I probably wouldn't ever listen yeah, to them. Yeah, same here. But if I if let's say they said maybe after the first album, we have people writing music for us, see, I, I think still wouldn't. I would still listen oh. to them, but the fact that it took till this for them to say it. Right is what disappoints me as a fan. Because I, this isn't the only music I listen to. I listen to mainstream music, and I'm very well Ooh. aware that they don't write their own music. Yeah, you that's the I mean? thing. That's one and of I the reasons why. I enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I can't listen to pop music and rap music, is because so many people have other people writing their shit. It's just, I really, really enjoyed Retrograde when it came out. Me too. I remember I gave it a very good review, me but too. I cannot listen to it anymore. I know, it sucks because they have a couple really good tracks on there. Look, I thought Fallout was a great album. Yeah. The, the Fallout. Every that, album they have is amazing to uh, me. The second one lost me a little bit. They went I too far in into the... Oh, album. see, they went too far into the concept with me on that one. But the Fallout, I thought was excellent. But now I look back and I'm just like, eh, do I really... I don't know. Do I need to ever it listen sucks. to that? Yeah, I don't... It does. It taints what you think of the band now. Yeah, and, and it really sucks because it would be so much easier if the music just sucked plus all this. But no, no, no. You actually like this music and knowing something that you've been listening to for years and enjoyed highly 
I mean, it totally just taints everything, and it's such a shitty feeling. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, wow. Yeah, and at the end of Crown's statement, too, you know, they say Dave's an incredible talent and blah, 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 but they say now that they have to build the brand around or build the band but they're meaning brand when they say it build the band around andy again as the lead singer and look i understand that's what you talk about when you're in private you talk about the business side of things this is not the time to be all business with people when you start talking like that people are like oh you're manufacturing what the band is going to be like because you don't have to build the band around andy you don't have to do it around the vocalist he's just the lead vocalist now that's what you do when you say the band is still the band. We just don't have Dave in it. That's what you could have said. But instead, they're going to now change their personality so that they've got Andy in the forefront again. Like, I don't know. That just sounds really weird to me. Yeah, what if Mice and Men and Austin Carlisle split? You didn't hear of Mice and Men make a statement saying, well, here's what we're going to do now. We're actually going to shape our band around so-and-so right. and do this and this. And it's like, no, that's the point of the statement is that the lead singer is gone. It's not... Your business model, man. That's a really good point. That's an excellent point. It really, you're right. It just taints everything. It really does. It really sucks, especially since they're a Dallas band. And I grew <laughs> up, when I would see them live, I was like, oh shit, this is one of the, you know, the local Hometown Dallas bands. Boys, yep. Yeah, man. Whenever they came up here in Dallas, especially like at So What and then the little venues and stuff, every single time you would watch them, it was like with pride. And then, they would be like the talk of Dallas. Like, man, I can't wait till these guys fucking blow up. Right. Now that they blew up, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, man. I, I was very disappointed. Look, you know, Dave's going to go make his own music. He did release a cover actually today on his Twitter. Oh, really? Uh, he did his own acoustic cover of some, I forgot what the song uh, was. But I'll check he did it out. A, he did a cover and it was great vocals. And he yeah. did say on his Twitter that he will never leave the heavy music. Good. That he okay. will continue to make heavy music. So that's something that fans could look forward to. And that's all I can say. Look, I've seen Crown the Empire once. Seen him once live. So the only thing I have as a reference point was how good he was doing clean and unclean vocals and playing rhythm guitar. So to me, he was the most talented person in the band. So now they've lost him, and he's saying he's going to go do his own music, so I'm going to follow him more than I'm going to follow Crown the Empire. It's just the way it is. And... I don't fault him as much because I understand being a hired hand. There are plenty of people in the music industry that do what he did. You know what I mean? But what I also like is I like the idea that he wanted to be more of a part of it and they just wouldn't let him. Like It seems weird to me that he just couldn't go to the studio certain days because that guy was writing. That's stupid. Oh, man. Because you become a fucking karaoke band. Like they're a karaoke band. That's what they are. Yeah. There's no passion to it. There's no nothing because they're just singing other people's words. That's the way I look at it. They didn't even try and hide it now. It's funny because for them to say they had little input in their in their creative processes, that probably means they had none. Well, for I'm... them to say little, they probably even oversold themselves a little bit. <laughs> that probably means that they are literally like what you just said. Right. They're just a karaoke band. They are just... They're taking what people give them, and then they do it, and that's it. They are not their own band, and you can tell that with the way they dress now and with the way their music sounds now. I thought when they changed their sound, it was their choice, and I thought it was a good choice. Retrograde is a great album. I like some, of, I, I like some of the stuff on Retrograde, I do. But yeah, I don't like that whole having to change your look 
to go with. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> especially having to. If you want to, that's completely fine. But having to, eh, not for it. It's awful. Yeah, so I think that that'll go on our biggest disappointments of 2016, I think. For sure. Uh, so, hey, more news will probably be on the way. I know that Crown the Empire just got announced on that Pierce the Veil tour mm-hmm. that's going around, so that'll be interesting. But it certainly doesn't make me want to see Crown the Empire live, that's for sure. No, I, I can give three shits about... I mean, I'll, I'll really be keeping up with Dave, to be honest with you. I'm really excited to see what he does. There was also a lot of speculation, and I know you're probably going to shut this down immediately. Shut it down. That he was actually going to go to a Mice and Men. Eh, if he makes it better. And he tweeted about it. Yeah, if he makes it better, that's great. That would be really cool. That would, and oh man, that would make Crown the Empire look like shit too for them to join an even bigger band. <laughs> and maybe Dave would even turn them around into how they used to sound because he has, Dave has that raw, gutty True. kind of vocals for him that wouldn't be able to work with that new sound they have. I think the tough part though is probably for him is he probably doesn't want to get into another band that has an established fan base and all that kind of stuff because then he's going to be the outsider again who they'll be like oh no don't worry about it dave we're going to write the music we don't we don't need you to do this it'll be like that that mark Wahlberg movie remember the rock star oh gosh yes <laughs> where he's like hey guys i want to go ahead and and i wrote all these lyrics and they're like no man it's steel like, dragon we have our thing yeah, steel dragon we we write the songs it's fine and he's just like what and then he goes and does a bunch of drugs and stuff yeah and I also hate to bring this up, oh, but no. I feel like it's it's adding to the good conversation. Franz actually tweeted about two days ago saying, okay, guys, I'm going to make a call out to real shit. What, who should I call out in this song? And I can tell you right now, 85% of the replies was Crown the Empire. I and just think it's I hilarious. I cannot wait for a call out too, just because of that. It's fucking hilarious. That we make fun of someone for not writing their own stuff. We don't make fun of Franz for putting out a Twitter <laughs> fucking survey of who we should make fun of in his next track. At least he's not hiding it. No, it's true. It is funny. <laughs> Believe me. It's just what a interesting time we live in. Oh, yeah. 2017 <laughs> off to a great start. Damn straight. So, yeah. We'll leave Crown the Empire in the past, I guess. Yep. All right. Another little bit of sad news here. Corey a friend of the show, Artifacts Pareo, has to leave the band because he's had persistent back problems for like the last two years or so. It sucks. He has to leave. He has to, you know, get his life in order the way he wants it because he just can't do the touring and anything anymore. So it is a shame to see him go because I really like that band. And yeah, I mean, it's just an announcement, really. We don't have much to say because it just sucks that shit like that happens. Yeah, I agree. It really has to it really sucks to have to go out because of health issues and not, you know, on your own decision. Just like what we talked about with Austin. Yep. So on more sad news actually, we have Josh Balls from Motionless and White also leaving the band. Just happened today. For, like yeah. three hours ago. I mean, why so many people leaving the band? Why didn't they just leave it in 2016? They should have all just left the 2016. Yeah, <laughs> so to make that year would be a good year. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, man. Ten years from the very beginning. That means I saw him in the VFW halls. Golly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I. Uh, it's really going to be interesting to hear. He's the, he's the keys, correct? He's yeah, the, he does like, the he makes keys, all the the synths and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the new album. 
mean, I don't know if it's already done recording or anything, but if it isn't, I wonder if they get, you know, a new keyboard guy or is this something that they're maybe staying away from in the new album? You know, who knows? They said they're picking up a new guy and that the album is still coming out early 2017. So maybe it's already done. It just needs to be mixed. That's a possibility. But yeah, since they have that tour coming up with Falling in Reverse very soon, I'm seeing them at the end of the month, I believe. Uh Uh-oh. We'll have a review for that for sure. I'll let you know how their new keyboard is. Keyboard. Keyboard. Keytar. Keytar. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> how sick would that be it if would someone be came awesome. out of Motionless and White in a keytar and like a Grim Reaper robe? Because you know he's got to have his own look. Mm-hmm. I would fucking love that. It'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. But yeah, Another once again. Yeah, I guess he'd been waiting for a little while too, but he didn't want to. L- his statement is he didn't want to let anyone down, but mm-hmm. now he just has to move on. So. I mean, hopefully he's happy in what he decides on doing, you know? Yeah, hopefully. I'm sure he will. So, yeah. And then last thing for news, Dead Rabbits have been teasing brand new music. There's going to be a new song called Dead Again on January 24th. Stuff to look forward to. It's More new songs we'll be reviewing. It's been a while since they've had new tracks. I'm not going to do it. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> I will not get cued. I will not. You set that one up for me. I did. That's what I was doing. It was a friend, friend thing, you know? It has to come natural. <laughs> <sighs> okay, Jackson. Fine. Well, I think that does it for news, right? Yes, sir. Well, let's do a segment that we haven't done in like, what, the last two weeks or something? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Let's do new songs. Yeah. All right, man. So we start off with a brand new track from Code Orange, Bleeding in the Blur. Their full-length album, Forever, is coming out January 13th on Roadrunner Records. We are obviously going to be talking about that next week. So what did you think of this track? Um, okay, so it's definitely different from their other stuff. It's um, They really, really expanded on Reva's vocals in this song. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a grunge experimental kind of sound see i liked it i definitely wasn't expecting it but i'm really interested to see if they do it again in the album or you know how you know if this is maybe a new direction or or who knows where this goes but it does show that they can expand their sound but as in this song i I, i'm gonna say it's all right you know i mean i liked it and i appreciated you know them you know going a new direction and really showing us something new as fans but it it was okay. I mean, I, I really don't have, like, I didn't fall in love with it or anything like that. It was just a pretty good track. Let's check it out. So I like it. I think when I listened to it the first time, I was like, oh, is this Adventurers? Is this the, you know, Reba's side with like three-fourths of Code Orange in it, but like a darker 
adventurers kind of thing because that song is pretty haunting, but it doesn't get heavy. <laughs> it's kind of like a, it's almost like a dark Smashing Pumpkins almost. Okay, yeah. I kind of saw it that way, but I liked it from their first single that they released. It's completely different from that. So I don't know if they're, look, I know they just do whatever the fuck they want. So oh, yeah. they could switch off tracks. That could be the only track that's like that. They don't give a shit. They're putting out whatever they want, whenever they want. So I am interested to see what the whole entire album forever is like because of that track. And that comes out this week, right? Yep. January 13th. Ooh, cool. Friday the 13th, Jackson. Ooh. Oh, shit. Bum, bum, bum. Bum. Yeah, I'm not going to play the soundbite. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested to see what goes on. I'm fine with that track. Meh. <laughs> Meh. What a jerk you are. <laughs> if you think I'm a jerk now, wait till you hear the next, my next review. I have been waiting for a while for this. So Suicide Silence released a new track called Doris, and I'm telling you right now, it is awful. Whoa. I hated it. Whoa. I did not like it at all. Yeah. I mean, it was to me, it was that bad. I heard it and I was like, what is this? This That high vocal thing he does, it's like, like okay, so when they announced, I mean, this wasn't like a surprise. They said they were going to yeah. start doing, you know, clean vocals. We that's talked not about the on the issue. show. It's not, yeah, it's not the clean vocals that's the problem. It's, or no. The choice of the, the clean vocals. It's not the fact that they're doing it. Right. It's how they're doing it that is, to me, well, let's word of the day, atrocious. For people that haven't heard it, let's point out what we're talking about. How about that? Yeah, please, please, just just take it away. All right, you heard what we were talking about. Awful. Look, I am completely <laughs> fine with the second part of the clean vocals, but I Me don't too. understand those two, and I don't know what he's saying. So whatever God, those two high-pitched parts are, I just it's so weird for the song. It doesn't. It's almost like compositional-wise, it shouldn't be there. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like they didn't even put it in there as if someone else did in the mixing. And when they heard, like, I can, I would not be surprised if when they heard the song, they were like, whoa, 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 what the fuck was that? You know, Ty actually made another, because Ty's a big fan of Suicide Silence. And he made a comment that... As most should be. Yeah. He's like, I didn't like the high parts either, which we were just talking about. But he's making fun of all of the purists, you know, the quote unquote purists of the scene. Bands change all the time. That's what happens. Right. It's what we talked about before is I didn't have a problem with this. It's just when you point out that part, if you took out that whole part, I would have no problem with this track. Same. So it's just a weird vocal choice to do that. I completely agree. If, if It's like you said, if you took out just that one part, if you took it out in every part of the song and it just wasn't there, non-existent, you leave the rest of the clean vocals perfectly fine, I would, I still wouldn't be like, man, what an amazing track but I wouldn't say it's awful. I'd be like, hey, this is a pretty good track. I can't wait to hear the new album and to see what happens. But this is like, I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> I no. Like, I want to know if that sound makes it onto another track. I'm worried about that too. Because that would be awful. I mean, it's that just that one part. And it's like, whoa, Jackson, it's just that one thing. I mean, what the hell? But to me, that ruins the whole song. It, 
if you hear the song without it, I feel like it would be even a much more serious official song. That, to me, makes it sound like a joke song. And I think that's the tough part, is I really like them, and I think they're very talented, and then to do that, it just doesn't work. It's a joke. Work. Yeah. It's like when you have to come out swinging, when you do a whole press conference about, hey, we're doing this new direction, we're still going to be the same band we are, but we're also going to add some clean vocals because that's how we feel, that's what we want to put on our record. We're not doing it because it's a trend or anything. We're doing it because we want to. And then that's your first intro in. It's like you're getting knocked the fuck out. <laughs> like yeah, you did not come awful. out swinging. Or you came out swinging with nothing behind those punches. Because that just doesn't work, unfortunately. Huge swing and a miss. And it really sucks for Suicide Silence especially. I mean, this is a big this is a big name we're talking about. Yeah. I don't. I mean, they might not be as big as they were back then. But this is one of those bands that everybody respects. You know what I mean? And this totally just, I don't want to say it taints the band. I mean, it's one song. But shit, that really, it ruins expectations for me. Like, I'm not excited to hear new music by them because of that. Of course, I'm going to hear it. Yeah, of course we are. I'm going to talk about it on the show. But it's like, are you serious? Totally agree. Well, look, their new album, self-titled, and it'll be out on february i'm sorry 24th. i have to stop you there especially the, this album being their suicide silence album <laughs> they're and rebranding this is what you're gonna put on the self-titled album are you serious that's supposed to be the special album i'm sorry i had to go on around i know it's it's completely fine man you <laughs> it should. reminded me when you said it look maybe this is just the the bad album on the track and everything else is amazing the bad track on the album the bad album on the track man i'm sticking my way on the track bad album on the track i like that actually <laughs> been a long fucking day man (laughs) february 24th february 24th it's gonna be interesting it is all right let's move on to another staple in the scene we have a brand new track from darkest hour it's called timeless numbers from godless prophets and the migrant flora that comes out on march 10th on southern lord recordings i'm gonna play a little bit of this track and then we're gonna talk about it I wanted to turn that off like 30 seconds ago, but I could not interrupt <laughs> that awesome solo. I couldn't yeah, do it. Exactly. I couldn't do it. So, yeah, exactly. I'm glad you didn't. I like that track a lot. I like the drumming a lot. Obviously, I like that solo as well. I thought that was much better than the previous single that they oh, yeah. put out. 
So I like this a lot better, making me a little bit more excited for the album. Yeah, same here. And it's a good track, but my favorite part, and as great as that solo was, was the very intro to the song. I just love the buildup that they had at the very beginning into the vocals. I thought it was perfect. I really enjoyed it, especially the drums. Yeah, guys. So check it out. Timeless Numbers by Darkest Hour. So next thing we got up here is Vesta Collide with I Can't Sleep. Their new album, New Obsession, is coming out on Stay Sick Recordings on January 20th. Let's take a listen. Big fan. Yeah, really good song. I actually haven't heard anything from Stay Sick Recordings in a while, so glad to know they're working on something good with Vesta Collide. Um, The song is really good. My favorite part is probably the really, really harsh, unclean vocals that they have. Mm -hmm. I'm a really big fan of of that style of vocals. It's a really good song. Yeah, I agree, man. I've had my ears open for them for a while, so I'm really looking forward to this new album. I think they've got what it takes to really make a mark in the scene because... There are a lot of bands that sound similar, but I think this band's got something, I don't know, to leave a mark, and that's what I'm looking forward to. So I'm really hoping that this album really propels them into the spotlight. Uh, Yeah, no, same here. And when is the album? January 20th. Yeah, that's going to be a really good one, and I really can't wait to review that one. I don't know if they've done it yet, but I would really like to hear like a soft song from them. I I feel like they have like a really good instrumental sound behind their vocals, Mm -hmm. and I would love to see them do kind of like what Sienna Skies did with their album where they have like, you know, their formulaic sound and all, but they also have about, you know, one or two songs that is like more mellowed down, kind of just clean vocals sort of thing. Sure. I would love to hear that from this band. I don't know why. It's just something. If they follow the formula of the metalcore, post-hardcore, electronicore type thing, then mm-hmm. they'll have at least one. Hopefully. Yeah, I like, it does happen I like a lot. That. I, don't, I don't care how like, you know, formulaic it is. I love hearing a band it's kind of like one of those things where um let's say you're listening to a band in in you know the car with your parents and it's like hey hear this song. and they're like oh good song and then I'm, i switch the song it's like that's the same band just <laughs> now they're screaming sure it's like what the hell happened that does happen that's true but yeah i've actually been following this band for a while now so it's pretty cool that they got stay sick and then also to get this album out at the beginning of the year I'm really looking forward to what they bring to the scene. Same here. So lastly, and this was a surprise because I was not expecting this announcement today, but it actually came earlier today. The Bunny the Bear have signed with brand new label, it seems, because I don't know Needful Things, but apparently it's an offshoot of a major label. They've signed with Needful Things, and they have a brand new album coming out called The Way We Rust. And that's coming out on March 17th. And a brand new track is following it with Love 
lies. So you want to take a listen to that? Let's do it. man that song's damn good yeah i agree it's actually my favorite single out of all the ones reviewed today really by far oh wow interesting yeah man look it was a surprise to me because i know matt had been working on stuff for a while i go way back with the bunny the bear they are such a fucking weird band i've always loved them and sometimes you know they put a little bit of the edm in more than i normally Mm -hmm. would like but the way they mix and the way they compose always makes me enjoy them because the dichotomy of the bunny and the bear with the bunny doing the very unclean vocals and the bear doing those high vocals. And for people that don't know, at least from when I've ever seen them live, which I've seen them live many, many times, those aren't auto-tuned vocals. That's his voice. That's a crazy, oh yeah, that's a crazy, high, talented, unique voice. Wow, I did not expect that, and especially with you know with a band that puts the EDM oh yeah you know sound into their music, you would suspect fucking auto tune. No, and they've gone through a lot of bears in their career, but this oh, is gosh. the this is the original bear. <laughs> <laughs> this is the original bear. He's back. Look, the last album they put out had a woman as the bear. Wait, so they perform with a bear and a and a bunny mask? They like did, that? yeah, bunny and bear mask, yeah. Really? Yep. And I'll tell you, so I was surprised. I think when I saw them the first time, I had never heard of them. And then they got me hooked from seeing them live. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is just ridiculous. Are we talking full-fledged costume? No, no, no. Mask just or? mask. Just mask, and, and it's <laughs> half a mask so that their their mouth oh, is fine okay, to sing okay. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing. Like those old-style balls where they have, you know, like the ballroom dance. Where yeah. They have like the animal, that kind of thing. Yep. You're talking about the orgies that they used to have. <laughs> i didn't want to go into detail yes you did come on it's the anniversary show (laughs) so yeah it's really interesting and they do a ton of work and they do their own they're very do-it-yourself uh which is awesome for the band and i can tell you i'll always remember the bunny of the bear because you know how they have that shitty fucking terrible movie patriot's day coming out shitty as in like the movie's gonna suck well the movie's gonna suck and they should and they shouldn't have made it and gotcha. I've said it before, since the money's not going to charity, they definitely shouldn't have made this movie. But the reason why I bring it up is because since I live in Boston and the movie is about the Boston bombing, I'll remember where I was when that happened because I never go to the marathon. I never hang out. I did that once when I, you know, the very first time I moved here or whatever, but I never go anymore. 
and we have off on that day. So the bunny, the bear was doing a afternoon show at a very small club in Boston. So that's where I was. So my phone in that venue did not get any signal. Me and my ex at the time, we were watching the bunny, the bear. And when we got out, then our phones were exploding and we looked at the TVs and everyone was like, what the fuck? Because we had just been rocking out that whole time. Holy shit. Yeah, so it was really weird. But that's why I always remember them. That wasn't the first time I've seen them. I've seen them many times. But it's just, right. you know, you always remember where you were at certain times, you know. So, yeah. Man, that was a fucked up day. Damn straight it was. But it's also fucked up that they made that movie. And that's because you don't like it when they, like, get credit and stuff like that, right? I yeah. I think you've, Be- you've, you've talked about it before on the I show. Have. That you hate it when... You know, they put like the killer on a, in a magazine mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like they should just not even be talked about. Like, yeah. you know, they're not worth anybody's time. Exactly. So now that piece of shit has a boy band Rolling Stone cover. And then yeah. also now we'll have a movie where everyone's like, we got to get blah, because I'm not even going to say his name. We got to get that piece of shit. But they're not saying that piece of shit like they should be. They're going to say his dumb name and they're going to talk to his dumb family and talk about his dumb brother. You know, so unless they're like showing when his brother was run over and blown up, then, you know, that's cool. But they're pieces of shit. That's the whole thing. They don't deserve the attention because that's why they did it. Do you think that if they, let's say the people wanting to make the movie went to your town, not your town, but Boston and asked everybody, would you be okay with the movie? What do you think the consensus would say? Oh, it'd be no. I feel like that's something they should have done. See, and that's the thing. I'm not going to say that because I'm all for freedom of everything, pretty much. Right. What but it's I don't... kind of like wanting to be respectful of something, though. You know what I mean? It's not like like they could do whatever the fuck they want. But with <laughs> things like this, you know, you kind of sometimes even it's just to ask. You know what I mean? Like, you know that you always ha- whenever you want to do something, now you at least have the courtesy to ask the person that you're writing about or stuff like that. It's like it's kind of just a respectable way. And maybe it even brings up something like let's say all of boston did say no and then they something clicks in their head like you know what i get it like i know why they don't want it to happen and then maybe you know they learn something from that like that kind of thing i understand where you're coming from for sure i just i'm not a hypocrite because i speak out about a lot of this stuff i'm just not a hypocrite for saying because i was part of this is why i'm against it it's not that it's because I lived very close to where they lived. Like, my ex at the time actually left at the same. And I'm not one of those people that's like, I was, you know, for 9-11 or something. I used to work downtown, you know, like, nothing like that. I literally lived, like, four blocks away from them. And then also, my girlfriend at the time left my apartment that night that they took their quote-unquote joyride and everything went down. Like, she was on the road with them at that moment. Like... I then, the next day, when they were searching for the piece of shit, I was not allowed to leave my apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't like being told I'm not allowed to do things. You Especially get... on behalf of something, you know, that an asshole did. Well, and that's the thing, too. A lot of people, because in this case the ends justified the means, they did catch him. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. You had to stay in your house for a little bit, so who cares? But it's the whole that anyone has the power and ability that your government has the ability to come and shut you down is always a scary thing so they're going to talk about that but they're going to make it in the movie seem more like oh wow look there's no cars on the road and this is you know like almost like when there's a blizzard and they they're like oh the city's so quiet 
Well, right, it wasn't the city's choice. Like <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the city's fucking choice. We were told we had to stay in our apartments. Gotcha. So anyways, that was a little tangent there. What I will say just to end that part is if the movie, and I've said it a million times, if the movie was made and all the proceeds was going to charity and they never mentioned their fucking dipshit names, I would be a little bit more forgiving. But from what I know, if any of the proceeds are going to charity, I don't even think so. But I'm going to say that allegedly. I don't really know that one. They didn't say, oh, all of our proceeds are going to the victims of the Boston bombing. Like, I didn't see anything like that. And normally a movie will promote that because that's how they get there. if it was going to charity, there wouldn't be an alleged or nothing (laughs) like that. You would just know. Right. So anyways, side story. Anyone can debate me about that if you want to. I'm not a hypocrite. I don't like any of the movies where they're doing that stuff. I didn't watch the Whitey Bulger movie. I don't want to glorify people. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not my thing. So, anyway. The Bunny the Bear. (laughs) Great fucking band. (laughs) They're a weird, weird band, but super talented, and they always keep you guessing. Really interesting, the whole kind of journey that they've taken through their discography, and to see them come back is just great. Like, I'm really looking forward to this new album. Yep, same here. So that's The Way We Rust, which is coming out March 17th on Needful Things. It sounds weird, needful things. Uh, Yeah, I've never heard of that either. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So anyways. All right. So Jackson, it's time for a concert review. Very jealous concert review, yes. Oh, yeah. So I had the pleasure of going to see Fathom Farewell, which is a local band, with Bad Seed Rising, Chasing Safety, and Ice Nine Kills. Is that what got you so jealous? Yes. <laughs> How was that show? <laughs> it was a very, very good show. And <clears throat> I had mentioned it before, but it was at the Peabody Elks Lodge. Oh, yeah. That, that tiny, tiny thing. How was it? It was good. I mean, literally no stage. <laughs> no oh, yeah. Whatsoever. I do remember them tweeting that about the – it was just a good old-fashioned floor. And that's a little tough. To watch them. Yeah, because obviously even being 6'5", I don't want to block people, so I don't want to be in the front. But if you're in the back, even being 6'5", you're not going to be able to see, especially because Francesca from Bad Seed Rising is like four foot nothing. Like She is very, very short. And Spencer isn't tall either. No. Like not at all. He's like my size. Yeah, but at least Spencer was, he was standing up in the crowd a lot. And singing along with everyone and doing that kind of thing. So it worked out well. But yeah, it was a really good show. Fathom Farewell is a really good local band. They really killed it. It was great to see them. I've This is the second time I've seen them now. And they did a great, great job. I'm really looking forward. I think they're working on an EP now. So I'll definitely be talking about them when that comes out. I just have to find out when. And then Bad Seed Rising, man, they killed it. They did a really great job. This Once again, I think this is the second or third time. Yep, I've seen you saw them when I prevailed last time. Yeah, yeah. And they did a great job. That new album came out and did really well. Like, they really commanded a lot of respect because they were the first band after the local bands. So you know mm-hmm. that transition sometimes is very tough. And I think Fathom Farewell did a very good job of getting everyone, you know, primed and ready for them. But mm-hmm. Bad Seed Rising did a great job of just continuing that momentum Francesca did a great job with both clean and unclean vocals because you know she goes back and forth between both of those. She dedicated 
You know the track Obvious off of Awaken Color? Mm-hmm. She dedicated that. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm quoting her correctly, but I'm pretty sure she dedicated to every woman that was in the crowd and had them put their fists up in the air to go like this and then chant along with her, Power of the Pussy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> did, did you even get to see her fist with how short she was? <laughs> I did not. Only when she walked by me a couple of times. That was, gotcha. the, that was the only time. But because that song is so, you know, like sarcastic with right. what they're doing and talking about women being taken advantage of and how they shouldn't be and how they're strong. Like it made sense to do something like that because that's also the track where, and she does it live too, she pretends to moan like right before the breakdown. So it's a little interesting <laughs> dichotomy there. Good old Francesca. Yeah, they did a great <laughs> job. Like they are a band that is definitely worthwhile seeing. Like absolutely. Now this was a smaller show, you know, so they only did you know, four tracks, four or five tracks, somewhere around there. Right. But it definitely did a very good job of showcasing what they can do in front of a live audience. And it's hard to control a crowd like that, too, sometimes. You know, this is a hometown show. And to come there, because they were a last-minute addition. Mm-hmm. When I bought these tickets originally, they weren't on it. Oh, yeah. You know what? Actually, now that you bring that up, I don't think I did hear you saying that you were going to go see Bad Seed Rising. Yeah, and I'm actually not even sure why. They were on it because they're a Roadrunner <laughs> band. So I'm not really sure how they got mixed in with two Outer Loop bands. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if they have a partnership or something, but it was kind of interesting. They're just on this very small tour. They did a good job, though, man. I'm telling you, if you get the chance to see Bad Seed Rising, you should go see them. Yes, sir. I'm just talking to you, Jackson, not the audience. <laughs> <laughs> then Chasing Safety came on. Oh, shit. They did another great job. Once again, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen Chasing Safety live. But what I thought was really, really interesting this time, the second track they played was Far Away. Hmm. How crazy is that, right? I think every time that I've seen them, they've either, it's been the, the final track or the second to last track. So what did they end with? The Machine from their first EP. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand why they play The Machine, because that was one of their first tracks. It makes complete sense. But from what I remember is they used to play Far Away a lot later on in their set list. And this time, second track, bam, right out of the gate. Very interesting. How many songs did they get to play? I think, once again, it was like five or six. I'm I'm assuming they played a lot of new songs, right? Yeah, they did. At least half the set. Yeah, I'll tell you, everyone really, really popped for Brand New Prison. Sweet. Yeah, that song plays really well live. I'm in love with that song, man. Yeah, man. It's such a killer album, too. Well, I should go back to when you were dissing it. Oh, dude. I I mean, when I first heard Chasing Safety, I don't know what it was, man. I heard it, and I just didn't like it. I couldn't click with it. Like, it was was okay, but I couldn't click with it. And then when I hear the whole album, I literally fell in love with the band. I'm in love with that album, and there is not one bad song. Spoiler alert. Shh. Jackson. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have to I have to slow down there, but yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm glad you actually brought that up. Uh, when I first heard "Brand New Prison" and we talked about chasing safety before, I was not a fan. <laughs> yes, you do. But hey, that's what happens, man. Sometimes you just get more exposure, and then you fall in love. Taste buds change. Damn straight. So yeah, I thought they did an excellent job. Did a very good job for that. The lead-in, more likely to Ice Nine Kills. So I'm looking forward to seeing them again as well. 
I also gave them my card after buying some merch. So I'm hoping that Did you? I'm hoping that Kenny or someone comes on the show. Because remember, I brought them up originally. I followed this band since when they were us from outside. We did a whole breakdown from the past with them, and I've talked about them a bunch of times. So I'm hoping that we can go through everything that they've been through because they have an interesting story. That would be a conversation I would love to hear, especially now that I like Jason you like, right, so much. Because right. you know, you always love it when, or no, you wish that you could rediscover a band. Like I guarantee you, if I ask you right now, what is a band that you wish you could rediscover? Because like when you first discover a band, it's like. It's like, oh, shit, Amazing. that's all you listen to, and sure. that's all you like at that moment. And it's like, oh, shit. And then not only that, you get you don't just hear their new stuff. No, you get to go back to their old stuff, but it's brand new to you. Right. And that's the phase I'm in with Chasing Safety right now. Oh, I got you. Makes total sense, man. And then headliner, Ice Nine Kills comes out. Dude, holy shit, man. They're just so good. <laughs> They're just so fucking good. And they played the entire... Safe is just a shadow, the recorded, re-released, whatever you want to call it. But they reshadowed. Did it. Reshadowed, yeah. <laughs> they did front to back and then also did three other tracks. In the encore, they did Power and Belief off of The Predator Becomes the Prey. They did the cover of Adele, Someone Like hmm. You. I know, I haven't heard them do that forever. They normally okay. don't play that cover, yeah. So that went over really well. And then they finished with Communion of the Cursed. I kind of guessed that. I, definitely not the ones before. Personally, I love when they do Me, Myself, and Hyde. because it's much better live, especially. See, that's the thing. It's just that, like, look, I don't go in the pit anymore because I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> like, you know, I just don't, I don't want to run people over. But, Gosh, pit, what's that? Yeah. I ain't heard that name in years. You let into it, buddy. You let into it. something good. <laughs> when that breakdown comes in in me myself and Hyde, when he goes death, death to, to the people, people and then just fucking lose it like it is just amazing so i was surprised that they didn't play that one but communion of the curse is still a great song mm-hmm. still a great song that's off every trick in the book obviously but man they just they're so fucking good spencer's a rock star he knows how to play the crowd well on point with all their instruments. The crowd lost their fucking mind when Greatest Story Ever Told was played. Of course. Lost their fucking mind. And I did too. I just, that song is still one of my all time favorite songs. And I don't I care agree. that there's three oh, versions man. of it. It's just so good. <laughs> the first, second, and third version are all my favorite. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, look, I can't say enough good things on this show. We mentioned Ice Nine Kills maybe once an episode, maybe once every other. Even if we're not even talking about them, like they just come up. It always comes up. Whenever greatness comes into the conversation, we bring up (laughs) Ice Nine Kills. It's really, they're one of the most improved bands, and they're one of the best live bands to see. It's just, yeah, I I don't know what else to say. I mean, we're going to do the review, so I'm not going to go into that right now. But just if you have the chance to see them live, you have to go see them live. You have to. It doesn't matter what venue. In the, they killed it at Warp Tour. There's a handful of bands that are good at Warp Tour. Normally, you're yeah. just going there for fun and you're enjoying the music and stuff. There are certain bands that can play in any venue, any arena, anywhere, outside, inside. It doesn't matter. Ice Nine Kills is one of those bands. For sure. Yeah, I would recommend it. Go see Chasing Safety. Go see Bad Seed Rising. 
anyone in Mass or the surrounding areas support Fathom Farewell because it's just it was a great show. Lucky ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. So we finished up with the concert review. You know we've got concerts coming up, but we've done that a million times. So we're going to skip that for right now, and we're going to do our special anniversary segment. And the point is basically, it's going to be, you know, look back at 2016. So we talked about all the hack lists that came out and everything, and we're kind of going to do some hack stuff, of course, because you have to. But since it's also kind of corresponding with the anniversary of Ian Hates Music, I figured this was the time to actually talk about it. And like I said, we have some surprises. So let's start off with Jackson and I, though. And I think I have the perfect segment song to go into this. You ready for this, Jackson? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if anyone can hear it in our voices, this is like the fifth hour of the show right now. <laughs> so just so you know. <laughs> it's been a minute. Anyway. So, Jackson, it is the anniversary of Ian Hates Music. We wanted to talk about all the great stuff of 2016 and kind of take a look back at this amazing year for music and amazing year for podcasting. What was that? So let's start off first with the easiest questions right off the bat. Hit me. What were some of your favorite albums of 2016? Ian, what I have is a list of great albums of 2016. That's what I like to hear. I'm going to read them off. <laughs> but please know, they are not ranked. This is just Good. Yes, we my are not favorite fucking albums ranking. of 2016. We are not fucking That's it. hacks. So tired of that yeah. shit. All right, go and ahead. And if I tried to rank them, I probably wouldn't be on the show right now because it would be ha- something I'd have to work on for a month. Damn that would straight. be the most stressful part of my life. <laughs> but my list goes... Of course, Silent Planet with Everything Was Sound. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not doing that for everyone. (laughs) That would be ridiculously (laughs) annoying. I got a surprise one here, which one that I didn't even look forward to this year. I got In Her Own Words releasing Unfamiliar on In Vogue Records. That was probably my favorite punk album of the year by far. Nice. I mean, I fell in love with it. I'm seeing them next weekend. Lucky ass. Next up. I have Friend of the Show Convictions. They released I Will Become. That was an amazing album. Yep. That will go down in the books. And I The Ian Hayes music book. Yeah, the Ian Hayes music books. (laughs) Exactly. So proud to say this. Another Friend of the Show, Famous Last Words with the Incubus, has to be on my top 2016 albums list. I mean, holy shit, that album was perfection. Next up, I got a sleeper, one that we didn't even talk about on the show Skillet released an album this year called Unleashed, and I am in love with that album. Ian, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> There's a reason why we didn't talk about it on the show. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I know Ian is not a fan. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Ian. Thank you for that nice introduction. Next up, we got one that I know Ian has to agree with, Too Close to Touch, releasing I Haven't Been Myself. Mm-hmm. That was an amazing album, of course. Next, I got one that I didn't think was actually going to make my list because it was almost a carbon copy of a previous album, but it is The Amity Affliction releasing This Could Be Heartbreak. That's a surprise. Is it? I I had a feeling you were going to say that. That's on no one's list at all. Nope. And I'm not saying it's a bad, it's not a bad album. It just, 
it came and went. It was like it just fucking disappeared. And the only song that had any staying power was all fucked up. See, to me, no. I still jam that album. Nice, man. I, I have nothing I, bad to say about it. It was just, it's it just kind of disappeared. It's just the same shit as the other one. Yeah. I mean, they can be very formulaic sometimes. Sometimes. No, so, I, I was being nice. <laughs> I was being nice. <laughs> Ian, don't be nice. You, it's true. You're not yourself when you're nice. <laughs> you're, you know what? You're right. You're right. Go on, sir. Go on, you fucking piece of shit. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> see, that, that is yeah, so see, Ian of you. I took your advice. <laughs> I got five albums left, and man, this list is hard. I got The Devil's Prada with Transit Blues. That of was course. a killer album. Next, I have one that I didn't expect was going to be on my list, and I don't think anyone would. Emma Rosa with 131. No, lots of people have that on their list. Really? Uh-huh. Well, I'm really glad because yeah. that is a killer-ass album that I did not expect to be good because i wasn't even really a fan of amorosa before i heard this oh wow okay yeah i've always heard of them and you know i've heard their music and i was like okay cool 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 you know it's okay but this album to me put them up there next up i got rome releasing backbone okay i really enjoyed that album that was their debut album and then we got another friend of the show wolves at the gate with types in the shadow or types and shadows. <laughs> types and shadows yep yeah, that was an incredible album. And then to end off my list, I got Beartooth with Aggressive. Not a bad list at all, sir. Thank you, thank you. The only one you disagreed with was Skillet, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I did good, Ian. Did I make you proud? Pretty much, yes. I've definitely worn off on you. There's no doubt thank about you. it. <laughs> Would you say there's one that I left off that you thought I was going to say? I thought you'd have Fit for a King on there. That was a tough one for me. I thought about it. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like all the albums I said were I enjoyed it more because you know how you were saying the whole sticking power thing. Yep. Death Grip came and went for me. I fucking fell in love with it when I heard it, but that didn't come out too long ago, and I don't listen to it as much as I thought I was going to be. I had two more that I'm surprised aren't on your list. Okay. Pierce the Veil. I knew that was coming up. Okay. That's one, and then also the Color Morale. No, nope. really. I didn't even think about Color Morale. Wow. Now, Misadventures and, and Death Grip, I did have in my mind. And I was like, you know what? I still think all the albums I said were better than those. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's go on then to your biggest disappointments. <sighs> I'm going to start off with something we talked about earlier. I'm gonna, my main disappointment of 2016 was Retrograde. And it didn't become a disappointment till this week. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I loved Retrograde. But I don't, it, it, all this news that came out completely tainted it for me. Like, gotcha. the only song I could hear off that album and just fucking take it mm -hmm. is Hologram, obviously. That is the catchiest song. It is a catchy motherfucking that, song. I mean, damn, that, that, that it song really is, is so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. But that was definitely my main disappointment. And then I got Icy Stars with Treehouse. Sure. And then I got Word Alive with Dark Matter. Yep. And then a well, recent one, Metallica was hardwired. Those were all my disappointments. And I really hate to put Crown the Empire on there, but after everything that's happened, I'm so disappointed in that album. Right. That album is the definition of disappointment for me. Oh, jeez. Like, seriously. That's actually not a bad list. Thank you. So I will answer this one right now. This is probably your favorite one to answer. I know, right? I agree with the Metallica, even though I didn't have my hopes high for that anyways, which I normally don't. So wasn't really disappointed. Kind of just like, oh, I guess I was correct and I didn't want to be on that one. Right. Shit, I forgot. You said one that I completely agreed with and now I forgot what it was. 
I see stars. Yes. I see stars. Unfortunately, I think they really need that other vocalist back or yes, they need they a, a different other vocalist, whatever it happens to be. I think they need. They the, can fix it. Yeah. I think they need the dueling vocals for sure. Obviously, Cold World. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I also, because we did mention this before, so we probably have to talk about it a little bit. I also have issues on there. I oh, think. Oh yeah. I think Headspace was really a poor, poor effort. I disagree with you so much on that album. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just wow. That is a good album. Not their best, but it wasn't a disappointment to me. Oh, it was it actually was... better than I thought it was going to be. I cannot listen to any track on that album. I tried so hard, and I was like, you know what? This mu- I, I want to like it so much, it's not going to be that Even bad. slow me down. Oh, dude, I can't. I can't do it. I can't believe it. You, not one song. Not one song. So that's not a disappointment. That's just a bad album to you. Well, I'm disappointed because I love their other stuff. Ah, gotcha. You see gotcha. what I mean? Yeah. It's the same as also... I have the same thing that you have on your list, Dark Matter, by The Word Alive. Like, mm-hmm. in the beginning, I think I liked it, and then I tried to go back and listen to it, and I was like, this is just not what I want. It's just nope. not what I want in it's, the band. It's not The Word Alive. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just, yeah, nothing special there. And then, you know, I'm going to give it an honorable mention. Okay. Because I never listen to it anymore, The Amity Affliction. And you know really? how much you know how much I love them. But that album just came and went for me. Like, it really did. Like, I like it. I think it. you need to revisit it. Maybe I'll revisit it, but that was... I think you should. There's some good fucking songs on that album. I'll try it again. You know how much I love them. Yeah. I've dedicated a whole show to them before. Like, just going through their discography. I've been there since the beginning. But yeah, it was shit. that was a little tough. But I think those are the main disappointments because set it off disappointed me a long time ago so i'm not gonna count <laughs> not gonna count that new album I, that shit was so bad i even forgot about it oh man yeah there's just a few there's a few bands like that that yeah it's more disappointed than hated kind of thing mm-hmm. where you just expected more from them and you just didn't get it and that's kind of how i felt yeah that that's how i feel because i mean if i want to go into hate then i you know i would have put like bands like albums like water parks and stuff like that but you know disappointments is like you know you really wanted to like this but you just it just lets you down like a good old ex (laughs) next one favorite live show my favorite live show and this shouldn't come as any surprise was so what music fest the march version there you go i'm gonna name this lineup and you tell me that this isn't a fucking amazing lineup under Oath, Dev Wars Prada, Neck Deep, Beartooth, Being as an Ocean, Artifacts Pareo, Emerosa, The Word Alive, Sailson, State Champs, Real Friends, Hundreds, Miss May I, Bless the Fall, Dance Gavin Dance, Convictions, Plotting You, Too Close to Touch. I mean, and that's not even half the list. That's great. That's just notable bands that I wrote down. And just that in a two day event mm-hmm. inside of a, you know, baseball stadium, that to me was the highlight of even the, like, I'd say that was probably my best show that I've been to ever. Wow. To be honest with you. Damn. Yeah, this year's show at Music Fest was incredible. Or not this year's, last year's. I have trouble putting outdoor concerts on my favorite of all time kind of list. I would agree with that with like stuff like Warp Tour, but to me, So at Music Fest doesn't even feel anything close to like an outdoor festival kind of thing. I mean, oh, okay. you, you you would have to it feels so much different. Yeah. And I think that's why I like it so much. Gotcha. For me, it's a 
It's a little bit of a toss-up because I went to so many shows and I did go to so many great ones. I mean, this year, I think I even saw Gerard Way play, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I've seen... I think you did. Yeah, tons and tons of bands and stuff. But I kind of have two on my list. I think... I think it's... Well, yeah, one of them. The one that I went to with Sirens and Sailors and Assuming We Survive and uh, It Lives a Breeze. Fest. Yeah, that was just front to back. That whole thing was awesome. So that might be there. But then also, I had almost forgotten, I went to see the Misadventures tour. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You did. So I think I have to put that one at the top. Because <laughs> to come into an album that I only got to By hear default. like yeah, like once before I went there and then to have them kill it from front to back, it's just that's how do you how do you get past that's special. That? Yeah. That's I mean, that's the word for it. It's just it's special. You don't get that from everybody. Right. So I think that's the deal. And probably I didn't ask for worst, but I'm gonna say the worst one was the one that I completely forgot that I had tickets for. <laughs> <laughs> Do you oh remember, man! Do you remember when I told you about band. that? Yeah. Do you remember when I told you about? Do you remember what band it was? I don't remember the band, but I do remember you forgetting the tickets and you making a pretty big deal about it. I spent like a hundred plus bucks for two tickets because I thought it was in fucking August and it wasn't <laughs> because I had. The Please t- tell me, I cannot remember the band name. It was fucking Emery. Ah uh, yes, yes. And it was right down your street. right? Yes. It made no sense. That. No one sent. There were no messages. There was nothing on Facebook or anything saying like, hey, the show's tonight, you know, whatever. If I'm not mistaken, I think I had a conversation. With the new low. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely right. And that was awesome, too. That was awesome. Fletcher yeah. Howell, good guy. Everyone oh. go check that out. Shameless plug. Just a plug. It's <laughs> a plug. But yes. Plug we're, to a past episode, Mr. Ian Hates. Well, I'll be talking about that a little bit later. So Yes, we'll, sir. We'll get to that. So anyways, okay. Now, what about the worst live band? I couldn't come up with one. I, I uh, can't. Come on. That's not fair because you went to Warp Tour. Mm. <laughs> Water parks. <laughs> there you go. You saw them live? You watched them? No, but I just know it was bad. I can't take credit for that. Um, I really – I can't think of a band that I saw this year that I was like, that was awful. I really can't. Sleeping with Sirens. I didn't see them live. Oh. I did. I walked away. You know what? I do know one. When I when I watched Falling in Reverse for a little bit at Warp Tour. Oh, I watched. And I'm not going to tell you that that was. I'm not going to say like that was an awful, atrocious show. Right. But it was the worst one I saw this year for sure. Whenever Ronnie Racky is performing, there's no heart (laughs) and soul into what he's doing. I mean. Well, we'll see. I was watching it and I was just like, the fuck. And you're going to see them soon, so. Yeah. I'll have another we'll see review. see how that goes. Yeah, I'll have another. Well, that's fine, man. That's fine. But that's what I was saying. Like, Warp Tour exposes you to a lot of bands that you wouldn't normally go see. So that's why it gives you an easy answer for worst band you've seen. Because, yeah, I walked away from Sleeping With Sirens. Yeah, I walked away from Falling In Reverse, so. There you go. So we got our, we got our <laughs> worst live bands of 2016. Thanks for the assistance. Man. Yeah, no problem, man. Next question. Most underrated album. I'm going with Sienna Skies, Bam. Darker Shade of Truth. I that album to me was incredible, and I have heard nothing about it from any, you know, like AP or any source or anything right. like that saying, you know, how good of an album it was. I haven't even seen anybody's reviews on it except our own. Yeah, except for ours. <laughs> we loved it. That is an album that I feel like really needs to be exposed. 
Another one I have is Wolves at the Gates, Types and Shadows. Sure. I don't feel like it got the reception it deserved. And I've seen a couple top, you know, 10 lists, and I've heard people talk about it. Definitely people have been talking about it, but not in the sense of how we talked about it. You know what I mean? Like, we right. loved that album. And it's not because we had Steven on the show. It right. That was an incredible album, regardless. And other people don't feel like that. At least I feel that way. And of course, it could have just been the very few that I saw. But I feel like it's very underrated and it needs to be up there with some of the top albums of the year. And it is on mine. True. My last underrated album is Conspire's album, The Scenic Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. That to me is a very underrated album. That's another band that I really rarely ever hear of. The only reason I've ever heard of them was because the show Mm -hmm. and because Silent Planet gave them a shout out because Garrett was on one of the tracks. Right. But other than that, I mean, you don't hear about them. And that really sucks because I would love to see Conspire go out there and, you know, make a mark on this scene. They're a really, really talented band. They bring something new. And this album is incredible with really good guest vocals. I agree. I think I'm going to cover underrated on some of the things I'm going to talk about later. So I'll leave that one for now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Most overrated album. Now, this is the one that I was talking about earlier that you and Mr. Stop It Wob are not going to (laughs) like. Mothership by Dance Gavin Dance is overrated. Really? Wow. I strongly agree. That album to me was not that great. And everyone is hyping that album to be amazing. Yeah, I I still love it. Yeah, and it's from you. I mean, it's everybody. That's I'm definitely in the minority here and I don't get it. I can't even really go into detail. it's just to me it's not that good. And trust me, I have revisited it over and over and over. It's a good album, right? But I feel like it's way overrated. And I then don't find my that way, but. <laughs> my other two albums. Now, before you jump to a conclusion, I really like out. this album. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this album, mm-hmm. but it's definitely overrated. It is of Mice and Men's Cold World. That's on my list. It is a great album. No, to it's me. not. It is. It is good. Nope. I enjoyed the album. No, you didn't. But it is way, way overrated. I mean, they, well, how many awards have they won because of that album? They're all fake awards. Yeah, like, man. I mean, it's a good album and shit. I love A Mice and Men. But, man, no. That album was not that good. It's be- I mean, I think they uh, the cover, one of the cover of the magazines was like... Revolver. And Metalcore Album of the Year. Yeah. Called, I mean, are you kidding me? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> that, it's ridiculous. And... I don't think anyone agrees with that. No. So that is definitely way overrated. And then another overrated album, which is my last one, is Hardwired by Metallica. Ah, For some strange reason, they won that some got awards great too. reception, yeah. <laughs> and I do not know why. That is that it to is me sucking up. It's sucking up. Yeah, it's it's just because they're because the name. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for that, they would. I mean, I, it's worse than Cold World. No. To me, it is. But then again, it doesn't really mean anything to me because I think Cold World is a good album. But yeah, that's crazy. Just to put it into your perspective, I like Cold World more than Hardwired, and I think you do too. No, I would rather listen to that Metallica album than I don't Cold believe World. it. No, I don't care what you believe. <laughs> I don't care what you believe in, bitch. Yeah. So overrated to me means not good. That's how I perceive the question. So basically, it's most of the same ones that I put for before. It's Issues, Of Mice and Men, Metallica. Like, those are the overrated ones. 
anything that's like really popular but i don't think really deserves it the sleeping with sirens when whatever album they had out that kind of thing sleeping with sirens is just going down a slippery slope did you see them shit when did that come out there was some story with the lead singer of sleeping with sirens saying that basically he went to warp tour and was remember they did warp tour and he was watching the bands and stuff and he was like there's no one here changing music and oh, it's like gosh. fuck you dick are you like, seriously yeah seriously i could name fucking 12 bands probably from warp tour that are killing it and you're telling me that you know music and rock is in a slump you because you didn't see someone that's anything did you not go fucking see silent planet play like fuck you yeah dude silent planet especially they are totally changing the scene as we speak they're not even that big as in like stage i mean you know like whenever it comes to like their lineup positions and stuff Mm -hmm. they don't on image look like a big band but they are talked about by everybody every single day that they are changing the scene yeah no it's true hey it's not a surprise yeah but on that biggest surprise though of 2016 what would you say because for me my biggest surprise was silent planet my biggest surprise was between silent planet and i don't know why being as an ocean released the single dissolve which completely completely changed their sound i mean a complete 180 Mm -hmm. but to me silent planet and the release of dissolve was the biggest surprise everything else you know i kind of saw it coming you know things like that but silent planet took me by a storm holy shit but yeah very nice man that was a good uh list of stuff anything you wanted to ask me i do oh shit Mr. Ian hates. Anything there. <laughs> Mr. Ian hates. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting all year to ask you this. Oh, jeez. So now that it is the anniversary, what is officially the worst album of 2016? Officially. You can't dance around the question anymore. You always say, oh, I'm saving it for the end. Cold World by Ed Mice Men. Oh, my gosh. I don't believe it. It is. Why would I lie about that? It fucking is. Look, we ended, I will tell you this, too. Actually, my biggest surprise of 2016, I was going to say it as a joke. I wanted to actually say Silent Planet because I love them so much. How bad am I? <laughs> no, biggest biggest surprise of 2016, actually, no, I was talking about Bitwise, was we ended the bit, Hats from First to Last contacted Ian Hayes Music. Oh, there was a shit. end to that fucking bit. And it came in the form of Matt Good coming on the show. Like, that to me is one of the biggest music things. Like, I'm going to talk about this in a second, about a whole bunch of stuff. But that would be more that kind of thing. Because I do want to end another bit. And you might not even remember this. Probably not. Do you remember when we were going over the Black Parade album? All the remakes, the covers? Mm -hmm. Remember there was one band that I refuse to talk about. Oh, oh yeah, look yeah, at yeah. look at you. You remember now. I'm going to give the name oh. of that band. And that way, that gives you some fodder to use against me, if you would like, since I get to make fun of Mice and Men and all that kind of stuff. So you can make fun of this band saying that I like them and all that kind of stuff because I loathe them. Hit me. The band's name is Ghost Town. I despise everything about them. I had and to this s- is you've seen them live, right? Yep. I went to see when Ronnie Radke was doing the first Escape the Fate album. And then so it was Ghost Town, then Escape the Fate, then Ronnie came back and did Falling in Reverse. And that just sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. And Ghost Town played for like fifty fucking minutes. 
and I couldn't believe it. I had never heard of them, and I'm always open to new bands. So I was like, oh, a new band. This is going to be great. I was blown away by how much I despise them, and I will never listen to their music anymore. Like I had to sit through it. They're just so fucking terrible. So terrible. <laughs> so there. That's it. Payoff. So you got to pay off to a bit because I refuse to talk about them. And now after all this time, that is the band. Did you so ever even I hate the them CD? more than Cold World. I hate them more than Mice and Men. Really? I have no idea if they if they made a new album this year, then that's the worst album, but I won't even look it up. I don't want to know I hope anything. they made a new album this year. You know what? I'm <laughs> looking it up. I hope that way I can in my head know that there is an album that Ian hates more. You should have done your research and had all this ready so that you could have like played off because <laughs> if i if i hadn't brought it up you wouldn't have even remembered no they did not release anything this year by the way good i good hope they for you. never release anything <laughs> they're like on the level of like a blood on the dance floor type thing uh, like seriously dude hey, every they released an album this year i'm pretty sure so you should hate that more than Cold no World. Well, i didn't i didn't listen to it so i don't know i'm not going to judge them i'm only judging ghost town whatever so Actually, there you go. Blood See? on the dance floor is on their last tour right now. So that's a good that's somewhat good news, right? No, I'm sad. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> but yeah, so there we go. You gotta pay off to a bit as well. Ian, I'm putting you on the spot. What was your favorite song of the year? Well, it's gonna suck because I don't think I know how to pronounce the name still. What the hell? What is, song it is it Ellie? Ellie from Too Close to ah, Touch? Okay, okay. It's I, Ellie or Ely. Yeah, or I'm pretty sure it's Eli Ellie though, or so, I, I don't know. I heard it in a review. It, it was Ellie or Ely. Yeah, that's such an amazing song. I love bands with a lot of passion in their music, and that's why I think all the bands that I've had on the show show a lot of passion in their music and everything. I don't know if I've heard a song like that Ever. that is just heartbreaking, just absolutely heartbreaking. And I have played that song and just screamed along to it, like it's just. So fucking good. I that's the first thing that came to my head. So that's what I'm gonna go with. That's perfect. You couldn't have done it any better. I actually made a little list in my head of songs that I loved this year. Sure. And it is not a long list because it really is a uh, an honor to get a Jackson top track of the year. Oh. Naming, but mine are "Dissolve" by Being as an Ocean, mm-hmm. "Slow Me Down" by Issues, uh. which is your favorite too. <laughs> And then House of Lies by Convictions. That song, oh, sure. incredible. You got Home for a Grave Part 2 on the Transit Blues album by Devil's Prada. I know you like that song. Because it says my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dying in Circles off the Silent Planet album. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Nervosa for me. Nervosa. Ah, I saw them play that live, by the way. With Corey Brandon. <laughs> okay. And you ruined it. <laughs> then I got Divided from Sienna Skies. Nice. And you knew that one was probably coming. I've been talking about that single for a long time. Very true. Hologram by Crown the Empire. And then <laughs> and then Ely with um, Too Close to Touch. Oh, and Gone with the Wind by Architects. What was the last one? <laughs> Gone with the Wind by Architects. Glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite tracks of the year. But number one probably goes to Dissolve and Ely as a tied for first. There you go. All right. Boom. Well, guys, we have a little surprise for everyone. So I'm going to cut to a pre-recorded segment. (gasps) 
Oh man, what a cliffhanger that is. <laughs> Ian here. I'm going to Deadpool this for everyone. I originally wanted to do a full, huge, super long episode. Unfortunately, that's kind of not how it works with how you have to upload things. So this is actually the end of part one of the anniversary show of Ian Hates Music. To find out what I was teasing for a while now, make sure to tune in to part two when I get that up later on. I know you're really going to enjoy it, so I didn't mean to do it to you this way. It's just the way it worked out this time. So thanks for listening. Hopefully I'll see you in part two. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) 